Devotional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 233, and welcome to my front porch. It's a beautiful Sunday night. I'm sitting out here. There's a fire going. Maybe you'll be able to hear it popping in the background. Um, so awesome. It's so beautiful right now. Had an awesome Sunday. Sundays are becoming my favorite days uh wake up in the morning usually get a good amount of reading in which is awesome um take the dogs for a walk cup of coffee you know just relaxing and then go to church and i get to go to church with my whole family which is pretty cool all my kids are in there together and i love that and then usually some friends join us so that's pretty cool and then the family and ends up having lunch together and watch some football. I love football and my Cardinals nine and two. Uh, so loving that one today and, and now, uh, sitting out on the front porch, you're just relaxing and, and, uh, thought, man, I'm working through some of these passages. I thought, you know, I think I usually don't do one on Sunday, but I thought, man, I think I'll, I think I'll do one tonight. Um, especially as I've been processing through these Proverbs, which have been so helpful for me. And, Here's the thing about Proverbs that, that, you know, is really helpful. It, it kind of bridges the gap. You know, there's a lot of you who are like doing awesome. Like you're crushing, things are going great. And there's some of you, it's like, it's hard time right now. Proverbs speaks to both. And I really love that about this, this book of wisdom um, that doesn't read like other books in the Bible. It's just a lot of these very thoughtful, wise things to consider and think about as it relates to who God is, who you are, and what does it mean to be wise. And so I think no matter what you're going through in your life, like crack open the book of Proverbs. In fact, if you're not somebody who really reads the Bible, you're like, yeah, I'm not like a Bible person. Read the Proverbs. Crack open and read read a chapter a day, I promise you. And then by the way, not just reading it, but applying it. I promise that you will start seeing your heart shift. It's starting to shift towards the way of the kingdom of God. This is where it's moving us. This is what it's calling us into, holiness, faithfulness, and this is what it means to follow after the Lord. And so uh, the book of Proverbs is so helpful, and it's challenging so much of what we think is normal, what we think is right, and what is wrong. And and so that's why I really, really love this book. That's why you know we're going to do a, a bunch of podcasts here on some Proverbs that I've been working through thinking through and i kind of documented out so that we can process through and and uh, back in we're back here in chapter three again because so much of chapter three it feels like it's like this landmark chapter in the book of proverbs it's got so much in there and it's setting us up for so much of what we're going to be learning throughout the book so really really helpful um before we get into the passage i do want to say thanks for listening and thanks for giving those of you who are giving and I know, listen, I know a lot of you um, like get hit up by all kinds of stuff. And I just really appreciate those of you who continue to be generous to this podcast. Just thanks. I really appreciate it. Um, I really do. And so, so grateful for that. And um, and thankful for those of you who bought the devotional. Again, you can spend your money wherever. The fact that many of you bought the devotional is kind of cool. And so, really appreciate that. I actually have a bunch of copies right now. If you'd like one, I can, so you don't have to go through Amazon or any of that kind of stuff, I can ship you one. Uh, just uh, send me a, a DM at uh, Front Porch Confessional, or you can go to Jeff Gokey, either one of those Instagram accounts. Hit me up, and I'll get one your way. Just let me know. I, you know, you can pay my Venmo or something like that. I'll tell you how much it is. But yeah, let me know if that's something you want to do. Would love to get one in your hands 
uh, as we move forward. So here's our passage, Proverbs 3.35. The wise will inherit honor, but fools get disgrace. The wise will inherit honor, but fools get disgrace. Uh, a mentor of mine, uh, his name's Dave, and Dave's been in my life a long time, um, probably going on almost 15 years, been around for a long time in my life. And when I first started hanging out with Dave, I was just getting to know him. And then he was running some projects, some home projects uh, for an investment property he had bought. And, and he'd have me come and do some stuff at his house. And I was just trying to pick up some extra money. I was a starving youth pastor. And, and he was like, yeah, why don't you come over? And I got some stuff if you want to make some extra cash. So was really grateful that he allowed me to do that. And so he and I decided that, or he bought this investment property and he was like, hey, let's work on it together. I could use your help. I'll pay you for your hours. And uh, so I would go and work with him. And, and if you know anything about me, and uh, if you listen to any one of these podcasts, you'll realize like I'm, I'm like get her done. I'm moving fast. I, I tend to think fast, tend to move fast. And so I like efficiency. I like to move quickly and I like to get things done really quick. So Dave is methodical in everything he does. Not that he doesn't like getting things done quickly, but having a process, a system and a process in the methodical work, that to him is, I think, so much more important. So we're working on his house and I walk in before he does and I see all these parts laid out all over, you know, because we're installing cabinets. We're actually assembling them. Uh, He got them from Ikea and then, you know, we're putting them in and so I walk in and I'm like let's get it done so I start kind of grabbing a bunch of parts and start putting things together he walks in the door and he's like he's like literally what are you doing I'm like what do you mean what am I doing what do you I systematically laid out everything according to where it needed to go according to what matched everything I mean he took all this time to do that and I I destroyed it all it took us exponentially more time to get these cabinets in and he was like what what were you thinking all I was thinking is how do I get this done quickly I want to do this fast I wasn't thinking about I wonder if there's a plan or I wonder if he's thought through this any deeper I just wanted I just came in like a bull in a china shop and got stuff done this is a lot about how we approach our spiritual lives in this is what Solomon's getting after because the reality is I want to win fast like I want honor real fast right away you know can any of you feel me can you relate like i'm a three on the enneagram i want to get things done and when i get things done i feel really good about myself and you know i kind of like everything that way and what solomon is doing is he's challenging us sons and daughters right he's challenging us about this way of thinking as it relates to our lives in christ right And what he is saying is that way of doing things, that way of operating is foolish. It's foolish. It's not considering the whole. It's not working through, like if you think about your life, if you're just recklessly running through life and hoping that it all sticks, like this is a very foolish way of living. Because what fools love is temporary wins. They love temporary wins. They just love the temporary, honestly, on the whole. This is our culture. Our culture is constantly speaking to us about the temporary all the time. It's talking about that all the time. And what we rarely do is stop 
and, and consider the cost of living that way, of how it lives that way. Most of us, because we, we live in this very temporal world, this very temporal life, right? We just make transitions. You know, I was saying, I was talking to somebody the other day when I went to India, the last time I went to India, I had this like overwhelming understanding of like the fact that we have options and choices while it's a gift and I'm grateful is actually an immense amount of curse. Like in India, you go to one church, right? There's a village church you go to because there's no car, you know, in these villages, no cars, right? There's like a bike and the next village is, you know, four hours away by bike and so you go to the village church and you commit yourself there but here in the west oh dude there's there's a hundred churches within a radius that i would drive from my house and i get to choose which one i like and if i don't like one i'll just go to one and i was like but this is a very foolish way of living in many ways but so many of us don't consider the cost of what it looks like to live that way. And our culture is propagating this. It's probably, and we have bought it hook, line, and sinker. And I was thinking about, you know, how we spend money and how our culture lifts up, you know, professional athletes. And, you know, they're this kind of, in some ways, like movie stars, they're like these pinnacles of people who make millions of dollars and they're on TV every week. And they're kind of what our culture kind of prides themselves in, in some way. Right. And, and I was reading in Sports Illustrated that 78 percent of the NFL and 60 percent of the uh, NBA face serious financial hardships after their retirement. And I thought, how is that? Like, how is that? You have made millions and millions of dollars playing this sport. Right. For entertainment. And you lavishly just spent it on everything or was taken advantage of. It, because it was all temporary. And then when it all goes away, when you no longer have the fame, you lose the fortune, and then you're like, what do I do now? This is what Solomon is trying to address. And this is what our culture is selling you constantly. There are algorithms that are just uh, releasing dopamine hits in your brain that are telling you this about a temporary way, a way of living. You know, like if you've noticed, as we're moving into the Thanksgiving season, you're getting dopamine hits all the time right now about Black Friday. Spend, 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 happy, 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 have this, have this, have this, have this. Temporary, temporary, temporary. And what he's saying about the foolish is that they will experience a disgrace. And I, I can't imagine how disgraceful it must feel for these professional athletes who had all this money and then they look back and they have nothing and they're like, what happened? And I think that's true for so many Christians. What was that all about? What was the cost of living my life that way? But there's another way to live. Uh, Eugene Peterson has coined this term. It's one of my favorites. I'll, I've used it over and over. I'll probably, I mean, I think I probably even used it in the last podcast, but it's this long obedience in the same direction. And I'm going to keep coming back to this over and over and over because I believe in it and I'm trying to live this way to the best of my ability. A long obedience in the same direction is wisdom. It's doing the small things every day really well. And moving forward in that way. 
that your walk with the Lord is not just this meta decision. It's micro. It affects everything. It impacts everything, right? Because this is, yes, about the right now, right, of what we're experiencing because we're kind of living into this wise way of living right now. But it's also the honor that's actually talked about in this passage is this eternal honor. It's not just about, it's not about being honored. Like, honestly, the desires of our heart would be to be honored in this culture, in this period of time, right? We, we all want that. We all want to be recognized. But this is not, no, the, this is not what the passage is talking about. It's talking about this eternal thing where we stand before God and he honors us. It's going to dishonor those of the world, the ones living this kind of sporadic, chaotic life. And what he's presenting to us is this wise way of living where we live this long obedience in the same direction and we're honored by God. This is about faithfulness in every moment, every decision. This is a wise life, and this is what a wise life looks like. The way you spend your money, it matters. How you raise your family, it matters. What you do with your singleness, it matters. How you treat your spouse, it matters. What you do with your friends and how you treat them and love it matters. How you care for the desolate matters. How you care for the poor and needy matters. How you steward the things that God has given to you matters. What you do with your local church matters. It all matters. And it's all important to the Lord. And here's what I find so, so interesting. As I started thinking about this passage, I was reflecting on Jesus. And I was like, I've always found it quite a mystery that Jesus didn't start kind of his earthly ministry in the way we know it for 30 years what was he doing long obedience same direction faithfulness in the small things like if i was the messiah and i rolled up on the scene right and i'm in the temple he taught some people in the temple they were like well this dude he is different i'd have been like yeah i'm going after that but he doesn't it's almost i mean honestly historically obscurity We don't have much about his life for 30 years. We know he's a carpenter. He's caring for his mother and his siblings. They know historically his father passed, but 30 years faithfulness, little bit by little bit by little bit. And then here's the crazy thing. As soon as he starts his ministry, he gets baptized, comes up out of the water. His father says, this is my son who I'm well pleased. The spirit of God swoops him away to be tempted for 40 days, 40 days, 40 40 days and 40 nights. Like what? And then he spends the last three and a half, the next three and a half years of his life just as a vagabond going village to village, living out and proclaiming the kingdom of God. And he's crucified. And we're like, seriously? This is our role model, and I want to say yes, it is, because where does he sit? At the right hand of the Father, the most honored place. And he's inviting us into that. Solomon's inviting us into that reality because heavenly honor will be inherited by the faithful wise. And that's what I aspire to be, and that's what I hope you aspire to be as well. So the question is this, how are you living foolishly And what do you need to do in order to live wisely? Father God, we need you. Guide us and lead us into your way and the way everlasting that we would be honored before you and not before man. So, take a breath. 
reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.